okay with some of your friendships like sort of dwindling you know and, and there being sort of space in between you guys um do you think it would be different if you had someone that was like maybe had a boyfriend um and like also was a homebody and you know was able to sort of like cut some of the surface stuff out and like really just you know really dive in deep is it maybe that you've never met someone like or maybe haven't met someone like that yet i actually you do know? have one friend that's coming to mind she's very similar to me very sensitive and the thing with her she has a boyfriend is she i'll see her maybe twice a year like we'll text every day but she'll never want to hang out ever so it kind of sucks because I'm like, hey, like we should hang out soon. And it's kind of that person that they're like, yeah, we definitely should. And then nothing ever happens. Um, so that's like she's a great person. We talk about things pretty deep. At least I do. She still kind of has like a lot of triggering things that we can't talk about. But yeah, I hardly ever see her. So it kind of sucks. Mm, gotcha. Okay. Um, but the communication with her is very much there. Yeah. Okay. At least through text. So. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, that's, it makes that aspect of your life a lot more clear. Yeah. You know, um, have you ever thought of what may happen to you or to them, if, you know, knock on wood. I don't want to knock on wood really loud because my dog will start barking. Oh, no. <laughs> um, uh, if God forbid something ends up ha happening, you know, say like the one time or the few times that you are able to see her and like you, she and you sort of leave and, um, you know, the night ends. Is that something that comes up into your mind <clears throat> of like if something were to happen to her, what would happen to me or what would I go through? <clears throat> that's never crossed my mind until you just said it yeah okay. <laughs> yeah gotcha okay so that thought mainly happens with mom yeah and romantic partners I've never really had that experience with friends um <clears throat> knock on wood like I've never lost a friend to like death or anything like that fingers crossed so that's never been something I've thought about really Okay. Have you lost a romantic partner to death? No. I haven't. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, but I'm always, I think I mentioned this to you before, always thinking, like, that something's going to happen to Nick when he goes to work, when he's driving home from my house. Like, I always think, oh, my God, I'm going to get a call. He's going to be dead. <laughs> and sometimes with my mom as well. So mm -hmm. it's just in that sense, I guess. Gotcha. Okay. So those are the only two people in your life currently that that happens to, that you think about in that way. To that extreme level. Yeah. Okay. Um, so within the last week, how often have you thought about that? Maybe like once a day with Nick. And your mom? Not so much with my mom because she's really been pissing me off. But, um, I mean, this is normal, but, like, Nick and I watch serial killer documentaries. 
the other day. Oh, no. <laughs> so when I got home, I was like triple locking the door and I'm like, someone's going to come in and kill my mom and my cat. Um, but that's like, I think that's kind of normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I would say so, especially after watching something like that. Yeah. For sure, like real scary stuff. Yeah. You know, like things that like actually are capable of happening. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Okay. Um, so following these thoughts, like when we'll choose the most recent time that that um, happened, which what well, would be when with Nick? <clears throat> Yesterday. Okay, so run me through the like the thought process that you have um i think nick is going to and i just i hate thinking about it because i'm like i'm gonna manifest it like it's gonna happen if i keep thinking about it but i have this like thought when he leaves my house like two nights ago i'm like i'm never gonna get a text that he made it home because some asshole is gonna be like drinking and driving or speeding and cut him off and Nick's going to get hit and then he's going to get killed and then I'm going to be left here like devastated and I told him I was having these thoughts and he's like no like don't think that way like don't worry about it um but that's like the typical scenario that goes in my mind mm-hmm. and then what happens after that then he gets home okay and I'm fine okay that just would <laughs> be the validation right mm-hmm. it sort of brings you back to kind of like like base baseline. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Has there ever been a time where he didn't reach out? Uh, this one time, it was months ago, maybe like December. He took a long time to answer me. And it wasn't even super long. It was maybe a few hours. And I started like freaking out, thinking something happened to him. But that was really the only time. Mm-hmm. Did you go out of your way to shoot him a text and make sure that he was okay? No. No. And you waited for him? Okay. I didn't want to seem like a crazy psycho girlfriend that's like, why haven't you answered me in three hours? Gotcha. Right. (laughs) You know, sometimes I forget that you guys have like like recently started dating. Yeah. Understandable. Okay. So would that be any different now, like being that you've dated for a few months now? If he weren't to reach out to you, which in this case, I mean, it seems like he knows to reach out just because he knows how you feel. Um, so God forbid he didn't reach out. Would you reach out to him? It depends if um, he was at work or something. No, because I'm just figuring that eight hours he's busy, you know, but if it was after work hours and it was abnormal, then I probably would. Mm hmm. Okay. Um, so by, how do you think things get manifested into the world, into the universe? If you think certain things or if you say them out loud? So I don't think if I, you say it out loud once, like it is going to happen. Cause that'd be really nice if I'm like, I'm going to get $10,000 today. And it's just like, voila, that would be mm-hmm. nice. But it doesn't work that way. I think devoted attention to something like where you put your energy could potentially like lead to something actually manifesting in the world um Hmm. but it's interesting because a lot of it is subconscious because i think like i read somewhere once that it's like 
90% of our thoughts, 95% of our thoughts are actually like on repeat, like unconscious thoughts that we're having and only like five to 10% is our actual conscious mind formulating new thoughts. So I think a lot of it is just like unconscious, you know, but I don't know. I'm still working on the whole law of attraction thing because I'm like trying to do it, but it's, sometimes our worst fear is like if we perseverate on them, they do happen. And I think it's like sort of a self-sabotage thing or I don't know. Gotcha. Have you ever been in a situation where you were able to manifest something like just bringing kind of everything into the light, you know, good, bad, and the ugly Um, will stick with some of the good things that you were able to manifest where, Um, you know, maybe it did sort of, reinforce some of your feelings and thoughts i think nick for sure i'm 100 as a human being yeah him into my life um how do you think that happened um i was like dating over the summer i was going crazy like going after all these emotionally unavailable men um and i just kept getting rejected rejected (laughs) rejected And, um, I like had it up to here and like the day I delete all my dating apps and I'm like, I'm done dating. Like I'm taking a break. Clearly it's not meant to be right now. The next day I met Nick and like, that's, it's not a coincidence. Like I don't believe in coincidences. Mm -hmm. So, um, it was like the second I was perfectly fine with being alone and didn't feel like I needed anyone. That was when. Nick came into my life and at that point I almost didn't even want him because I'm like I just said I don't want a relationship and like God just brought me this amazing person like why does this happen like this Um, but I think it's like the second you let go of that like grasping and desperation is when it happens so with that um, is it sad that I can't think of anything besides that (laughs) like anything good I don't know Good things don't really happen to me like that. Not to sound like all depressing, but like when good things happen to me, I can distinctly remember them because it's, it feels like so rare. So Mm -hmm. it just, all the bad things come into my mind that I've manifested, but I know that that's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. So. Hmm. I do very much like what you said about letting go a lot of those feelings and then bam, something sort of hits you. That's kind of like out of left field. Yeah. Um, but what I am sort of like holding on to right now is the fact that you were chasing unavailable, emotionally unavailable men getting rejected, like on different dating apps. Um, yeah. And then lo and behold, you know, someone else sort of very different comes into your life. Yeah, not mm-hmm. even through a dating app. It was just, like, organic. So that right. was interesting, too. Mm-hmm. What purpose do you think he was supposed to serve you? Nick has shown me that, like, he's the total opposite of everything that I've ever went after before. And that's why during the time I was working with a life coach and she was like, Lauren, you better take this opportunity and go after this guy because he's unlike anyone you've ever went for before. And that's for someone that's dated like very abusive people. That's a really good thing. If you go after someone that's unlike your old patterns. So I Mm -hmm. think Nick has shown me like what love is supposed to feel like. And he's been teaching me like how to receive love. 
because I've been really good at like giving people love, but I've never felt like an unconditional receptive love back. So he's been showing me that and he really shows me that like I was never fully in love with my ex-boyfriend who I was like obsessed with for five years and couldn't get over because Nick kind of showed me that was just like trauma bonding and it wasn't really love. So it's been really hard, but it's overall been a really great experience. Mm, gotcha. Have you ever felt unconditional love by anyone else? No, never. We're talking animals, family members, absolutely anything that's ever meant anything to you. Animals, I would say more than people. Um, besides, like, I I unconditionally love my cat. I would hope he loves me, but I don't know if it's unconditional. But, yeah, not toward, not any person ever besides Nick. Hmm. Gotcha. I would like you to sort of sleep on the idea of things that have been manifested that served you a good purpose in your life, you know, whether that was like teaching you a lesson or, you know, learning something from an, an occurrence, you know, because anything that I believe in, anything that you experience in your life, uh, you, you know, you take the lessons from it, you know, yeah. you grow um, and you evolve. <clears throat> so I would like you to, to think about that, you know, and uh, just because if it is very few times, I would like to hear about it. I want you to sort of like go into that like memory vault, you know, and like put that pin in and, and try and see what sort of comes up. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, just to bring sort of everything into the light, you know balance yeah. balance things out yeah definitely okay okay so we'll sort of move on from from relationships okay um i would like to visit like some of the vulnerability stuff or i would like to revisit some of that um, and just to sort of follow up and see how you were doing with all of that. Um, let's see. I think I did mention to Nick, I'm like, last week, my therapist, I told you that, like, I feel like I've told him all my secrets. So now I don't know how to be vulnerable anymore. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> I told him that, um, I can't think of anything really that happened recently that felt really vulnerable, honestly. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> like other ways that you have been vulnerable? Yeah, I really can't think of anything recently. Hmm. Um, I mean, I went to get... I don't know if this is vulnerable or just like stupid, but I went to get um, my tarot card read from this person in Babylon and I let Nick listen to the whole session because I asked the guy if I could record it and then I let Nick listen to it. So I don't know if that's considered vulnerable. Have you ever done that before and have someone else sort of be in the room while that's happening? So that's a very intimate thing. Yeah, um, so Nick wasn't allowed in the room, um, okay. but I recorded it, and then on the way back, he listened to it. Gotcha. 
I would say that's vulnerable. How did you feel when you were doing that? Did you feel like you were exposing yourself? Did you feel sort of like um, almost like, I don't want to say naked, but like as if you were naked. <laughs> not really, honestly, but there was one thing the guy said, like, of course, I don't know if it's true or not or actually going to happen. And that brings me back to like the whole anxiety around it. And then I'm afraid it's actually going to take form. But he said something about like a very dark energy coming back into my life in the spring potentially an ex-boyfriend re-emerging um and it was interesting because he's like you recently had a dream about this person and like two nights before I had the reading done I had a dream about my ex so that kind of like shook me but of course I don't know if he's just blowing smoke out, out of his ass but I let Nick listen to it and I would say that felt like the most vulnerable part out of the whole thing but yeah. other than that, not really. Yeah, I would say that's being extremely vulnerable, you know, especially when we literally just said that things don't happen, like, just by coincidence, you know? Um, if kind of playing this theory out, if that were to take place, you know, if, and maybe not in the form of an ex-boyfriend, but some type of dark energy that, was kind of trying to creep back in would you have the awareness of that and how would you take it so honestly like that is my biggest fear in the whole entire world is for my ex-boyfriend to come back into my life because and I, I really hope it doesn't happen although a small like part of me wants it to happen on some like twisted sick level because I truly don't know if I'm strong enough to like not go back to him and it makes me so mad at myself and I wouldn't say that to Nick because it just makes no sense to me because I love Nick but a part of me is like you would totally go back to your ex-boyfriend if he came back into your life and like ruin everything you have with Nick so it really scares scares me to death hmm. what part of you believes that you would go back <clears throat> It's just like part of me really misses him for whatever reason. And I don't want to miss him, but like, I don't know if I have the willpower to like withstand him coming back into my life and then leaving again. Like, it's just, it's happened multiple times and it hurts more every single time. So mm -hmm. it's like me going back to what's familiar just for the sake of like not having to feel that loss again. Mm -hmm. And he may well never come back into my life, but I've just been reflecting on it. Like if he does, like, why can't I say no to this person? It's like, it's so frustrating. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, <clears throat> sorry, my throat is trying. Okay. Um, <laughs> I and wondering if it's some type of attraction to like a characteristic, you know, to something sort of maybe not physical, you know, um, more on like an emotional level. Um, but, you know, if that were the case and that were to happen and this person was sort of kind of crawls back into your life, the idea of losing them, again, is what you don't want to go through. Would you be losing 
Nick because then he would still be feeling that right yeah yeah if I had to pick I mean I'd like to say I would pick um fuck I would pick Nick (laughs) I would pick Nick but um if I did pick my ex I would be losing Nick so it'd be a loss either way so that's why I really hope it doesn't happen but um I just confuse myself because I don't understand, like, you can't really be in love with two people at once. I don't know if you could, but Mm. I would think you can't. Right. Um, Or you definitely, like, unconsciously just (laughs) said something, (laughs) you know, and that should be acknowledged. Um, I, you know what? I'm not sure if you can be in love with two people, but I think you can possibly be in love with one thing in one person and love something else about somebody else, you know, what they sort of offer you. I think you can love some of those, but not like those complete bodies at the same time. Um, What else do you think you would be possibly like, maybe losing in a sense if something like that were to happen if someone like that were to come back into your life besides Nick you know like what else is sort of on the table if that were to happen I feel like all the hard work I've done over the years to kind of heal from that relationship would kind of be tossed out the window so all of my dignity and what's left of my self-respect and mm-hmm. most importantly, I guess, my trust in myself. But it's like, I was talking to my friend about this the other day because she has a similar thing with, like, a guy that seems super, like, narcissistic and just so unhealthy and manipulative. And I was like, you're in love with the idea of him. And that's, like, my thing. Like, I wouldn't be in love with two people at once. It's like I'd be, I'd love Nick, but be in love with the idea of someone else. Um, it just sucks when you feel so helpless, like to another person that like, they have so much power over you, which they don't like you assign the power you give someone. Mm -hmm. Um, but it just sucks feeling like addicted to someone physiologically, especially Mm -hmm. when they're like super possessive and controlling and unhealthy on every single level. And then I have Nick, who's like a very nice guy it's like why would I throw that away I just don't understand it's almost like autonomy versus not not being autonomous Mm -hmm. right where someone is completely letting you sort of free into the world and seeing like where you sort of go um completely on your own and then there's something else that sort of is almost like mapping out the way of every turn and and like path that you sort of go on um, with really having sort of a very close eye as to every move that you make. Yeah. Um, so one is a little bit scary and I'm thinking of like sort of being free, you know, and like having sort of like the independence to be able to do that, especially, you know, after having relationships that all have sort of served the same purpose and then being in one that is completely different, you know, and in your adult life you know, um, where you're sort of learning, like, 
what you can sort of do and like how things sort of work, you know, when you don't have someone that is extremely possessive. And that's extremely scary, you know, because you're just free to sort of roam. Um, and maybe that's not something that's ever been a thing, you know, for you, like, and, and that's totally okay. Um, but like you said, the other, the other outlook would be, you know, something that's comfortable and, and something that's always been there and kind of has always been the same for you for very long, for a very long time, you know, and there's comfort in things that are familiar, but there's also something to be said about like human beings being creatures of habit, you know, and going back to something that once served us a purpose that might not longer serve us the same purpose. Yeah. You know, so you very well could go back into that situation and realize like this does not fit me anymore. You yeah. know, and, and who's to say if that were to happen, you know, I, I'm not sure, but um I'm thinking like if you sort of were exposed to a lot of this like freedom here you know, and independence and autonomy um, and then sort of fitting back into a box that you might no longer be able to fit into, you know, and you're sort of like trying to form and shape and trying to like fit into it and it might not work, you know, and, and like I would like you to sleep on that as well, you know, think of some of the stuff that would come up after the fact, like after this person was in your life and you very much know this person um, and you know their patterns and you know their habits and you know what you were like uh, when you were in the presence of this person. Um, so I'd like you to sort of think to the things that would sort of happen after the fact, after the like the initial like intriguing attraction or whatever it is, you know, and sort of like the things that happen every day that might be lost right now, you know, that you might not be thinking of and, um, that might be suppressed. Yeah, it's you know, it's interesting because being with my ex is sort of like eating like a huge lava cake, and it's like so satisfying and delicious in the moment. But then afterwards, you just it's destructive and you feel like shit. And like being with Nick is kind of like being with vegetables. It's like it's like so good for you in the long run. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know. It's just, yeah. my old therapist used to say that part of me was, like, super addicted to chaos and drama. And, like, being in a normal relationship, it's great. But I think there's a part of me that's, like, so bored. And I'm like, why is there no drama? Why is there no, like, it's not hectic. So it can feel kind of boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you agree with that? A hundred percent. Yeah, I would say I do as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we did talk about um, like boring and stability, right? And possibly having those words like be interchanged and mm. one kind of taking the form of the other when they are very, very different things, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> with like vegetables, like, you know, like having to sort of do this in the time being so tomorrow or like you continuing living makes you feel a lot better about yourself. Um, hmm. I don't know. 
Yeah, I, I would say it's more the stability because it's not like I'm bored of Nick. Mm -hmm. um, but it's more the stability that's kind of like unsettling because I guess it's, I, I learned this term like when, when I was dating my ex, I used to like obsessively YouTube search like narcissists because I was like so convinced in my mind he was a narcissist. And I think anyone that's in like an abusive relationship does that where they just seek online validation through the search terms or diagnoses. So there was a term that um, someone said intermittent reinforcement where like a person leaves and they comes back into your life and leaves and comes back. And it's like you're getting hits and hits and you're just seeking out and addicted to the next hit. But with Nick, it's like nothing like that. It's just like this the whole time rather than like up and down, up and down. So I guess mm -hmm. I'm just, I don't know how to be okay with that. Like I really want to be okay with my relationship with Nick because like he's so great and I don't want to ever let some like douchebag come in the way of us for my own like scared inner child's like egotistical pattern just for the sake of fulfilling that you know mm -hmm. I just don't know how to like be okay with what I have it sucks because yeah. I don't want to take him for granted you know of course yeah. right yeah um and having to sort of go through like the steps that you would have to go through in order to break things off with this person to be able to go somewhere else, you know, and all the feelings and emotions that sort of come with that as well. Not only to you, but to him as well, you know. Um, I've, I really like what you said about, like, something sort of coming back into your life and, and leaving and coming back and, and sort of, like, getting those, like, jolts of, like, the high, you know. Um, like when people stop smoking cigarettes, you know, like the first puff, you know, after yeah. having a break for a really long time, um, you know, it's not good for you, but the temptation and the satisfaction, um, right. Yeah. For those few moments. And then that no longer happens if you continue this habit, right. Yeah. If you continue smoking cigarettes. It would be the initial first cigarette that you have or um, someone that is in like rehab, you know, um, like being sober for a whole bunch of years and then sort of having a relapse. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> That's exactly what it feels like. Right. Not that it's happened, um, but in my head. Mm -hmm. But growth is not linear. You know, and I think you're sort of doing yourself a disservice by saying that you all of the hard work that you did would sort of go completely undone because I don't think that's necessarily true. You know, you might have a fall, you might have a slip, but you sort of get back right where you were and keep moving, you know, especially if you have the same intent. Yeah, I wish I could see it like that, but I guess I just doubt myself. And what you just said brought to mind my last relationship before Nick wasn't abusive, I wouldn't say, but it very much wasn't healthy. And we broke up and got back together so many times. And it was always me going back to him, even though I knew like it was so bad for me. And part of me really didn't want to get back together with him. But it was just like that longing that I was like, 
it's just easier to stay in the relationship than it is to leave because that initial discomfort when you break up is just so extreme that I just ran back to him just to like quelch that feeling. Mm-hmm. So I guess like it's been that for a few years. So it's just being in something where like me and Nick never fight. I mean, we've only been dating like four months, so I would hope not, you know, but Mm -hmm. I don't see that happening with us because he's not a dramatic person. Like he's not emotionally like manipulative or anything like that. So he just wants what's best for me. And I just don't want to throw that away because of the, like, my own toxic behavior. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I would like you to think about this a little bit further, you know? Like, if something were to play out like this and, like, really going into depth um, of how things would be the same, how things would be different, um, what you would gain, if you would gain anything new from going into the past um like the good bad and the ugly you know bringing all of it to the light um and if there is more bad than good and more things that you sort of are losing rather than gaining i think it might be helpful if you if you were to you know, sit down and like almost write like a, not like a pros and cons list, but actually like jot this stuff down and be able to just like have all of it, all of it shine, you know? Yeah. I don't think I would gain anything. I think exes are exes for a reason. And sometimes people are in our past because they need to stay there. Like, mm-hmm. so. yeah. Um, I once read something that said you can't, heal in the same environment that made you sick Mm -hmm. and i thought that was very powerful yeah that's so true so true